Welcome to the inaugural edition of Contractor's Corner, a brand new Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is an audio companion to the Contractor's Corner column in the back of our print magazine and on our website. So make sure you look for our featured solar contractors in our August-September issue, which will have bonus distribution at Solar Power International in Orlando in September. In this episode, we are talking to Robert Schmidt and Ross Riley, two of the founders of Jewel Energy based in New Orleans, Louisiana. Robert, Ross, thanks for joining us. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Can you tell us the origins of Jewel Solar? When was it founded? How many people were involved in the company at its beginnings and what its overall philosophy is? Back in 2009, we originally started off with myself and Julian Thomas. We originally started selling energy management units for a company out of North Carolina. We're acting as brokers, basically, between this company in North Carolina and municipalities who are looking to purchase and install equipment for homeowners in their surrounding areas. Basically, they could take the next step towards achieving a smart grid uh, system. That was the majority of 2009, once we got into 2010, we partnered up with Ross Riley to begin our solar operations, and that was originally the intent of the uh, partnership. So since 2010, we've been installing solar in the uh, New Orleans area and the surrounding areas. Towards 2011, we got into larger commercial systems. But overall, our philosophy is we're actually a certified B corporation. Uh, it's a triple bottom line philosophy. We basically value our people, the environment, as well as profit, and we value those equally. So that's probably the easiest way to, uh, to sum up our uh, origins and philosophy. So it sounds like they brought you on to help kickstart the solar side of the business. What is your background in the industry? Well, they actually had the intent to move into solar the entire time, and that's what we were trudging along to. I had just happened to be passionate about solar, have a background in construction, actually building prison facilities, and we were able to kind of partner up and get together. And our, our philosophies on how we wanted to build a business really meshed really well in terms of building something that was uh, sustainable, dealing with only the best materials and kind of focusing on it as a higher craft and you know, starting from scratch without cutting any corners. So uh, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time, uh, not necessarily kind of coming in with, with a bunch of answers. So for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with Louisiana, what is the square mileage, I should say, of your service range and how many solar customers do you estimate are in that range? Well, we have a huge radius that we deal with because we're one of the uh, larger solar contractors in the Gulf Coast area. We've worked in Alabama, uh, Mississippi, and currently we're doing a project that involves just about every parish in Louisiana putting up solar on all the billboards for an advertising, an outdoor advertising company. So that requires us to be mobile, familiar with the entire state as well as our neighboring states. You know, when you're talking about uh, an area that large, you got to start to factor in all the different uh, authorities having jurisdiction, utilities, because it becomes a real uh, political game there because you're not dealing with the same utility, same inspectors and permitting office. And a given day, we'll deal with uh, five to six inspectors, permitting offices, uh, authorities having jurisdiction. 
So we have, we're, we're located in Louisiana, but we certainly don't let that uh, limit us to where we work, and we consider our reach statewide. But uh, that's kind of on the commercial side, and then Rob can speak to where we can focus our sales. The actual number of customers, I wouldn't be able to estimate that off the top of my head. Uh, what I can tell you is that currently we haven't even reached a quarter of a percent of ratepayers in the state of Louisiana that have solar. To date, I believe the total amount of installed capacity in Louisiana is hovering somewhere around 2,000 to 2,500 systems. That being said, that's uh, what has been put in since 2008 when the state's tax credits were passed. And if you're not familiar with those, in the state, uh, state of Louisiana, we have a 50% refundable tax credit. So anyone spending say the average, which is roughly $50,000 on a solar system, will receive back a, uh, a tax rebate of $25,000 the, uh, the next time they, they would file their tax return. Of the, that, you said 2,000 to 2,500 homes have installations. How many customers of those are yours? Those 2,000 to 2,500 customers, those are just meters. And so in order to answer the actual question of total customers, uh, I'd have to wait for a report that's actually about to come out uh, from the public service commissioners here in the state of Louisiana, uh, and they've requested all of the data on the solar progress in the state uh, to be sent in to them, and it should be available in roughly one to two months. You know, we've got a, a nice market share. We're certainly the largest commercial contractor, and that's allowed us to build our, our residential brand. We're a SunPower dealer, and even before being a SunPower dealer, we dealt with the highest efficiency panels we could find and best quality. When people end up with us, they know they're getting uh, a really good product as well as the follow-up service, and so that's kind of how we've uh, differentiated ourselves from the competition. And with the 50% refundable state tax credit, you know, I feel like that's, that's the only way to go because it's tough to justify cutting corners and going with the small guy who might originally uh, HVAC or electrical contractor who just kind of throwing solar under his name but doesn't really know exactly what he's doing in order to get that lower price because at the end of the day, with the state federal tax credits uh, stacked on top of each other, you're only paying 20 cents on the dollar, and so people kind of seek out the best. That's, that's what we tend to play. So what is your company's percentage breakdown in terms of the markets you serve, meaning residential or commercial? And then what kind of systems do you primarily install? Roughly a 60% commercial, 40% residential. We're mainly PV. We do do a little bit of solar hot water here and there. We have three NAPSEP certified installers on staff. Uh, one of them is dual certified in both PV and the solar hot water side of things. And we also service Alabama and Mississippi outside of Louisiana. How many employees do you have, and how many have you added in the past three years as solar has sort of boomed? Well, we've seen the boom happen in the last three years. So in that period of time, you know, we were a uh, four-person shop with uh, the founders being hands-on to right now having, I guess, around 45 employees full-time. It's been three years from four to 45, so obviously it's been quick growth, and uh, we anticipate to continue to move up specifically with uh, the field personnel, qualified field personnel, later on in this year as demand picks up into 2013. 
as you've, you've obviously ramped up very quickly in the last three years, the question I have, and I keep hearing this sort of throughout the industry, is are you having trouble finding qualified people to fill the positions that you're looking for? No, we're not, because what we focus on is training. So I'm not necessarily looking for an installer who has a TV background. I'm looking for somebody who is intelligent, asks questions, has a good work ethic, and is willing to approach a new trade that's radically different from anything they've done before and go that route. We want to craft solar installers based off of our quality, our level of quality. So that's what we look for, and I appreciate work ethic and basic carpentry handyman skills, but not necessarily a strong knowledge in the TV sector. We've got enough really good guys on staff that you can throw somebody in, they start at the bottom, and in six months, they're going to know their way around just about any uh, type of TV system. You know, what I like to tell guys when they join is that they're, they're getting into the solar PhD program, accelerated classes, because we expect people to, to take it seriously and understand that there's going to be a, a steep learning curve. Uh, but if they, they can't keep up and use their, sort of their physical skills as well as the mental ones involved in putting in a good system, then maybe it's not the right job. Yeah, if I could add to that, I think that the key is probably in our culture. We attract people that are very excited about solar, and I think that they see that we're excited about solar. It's you know, written all over our faces when we talk about it. When people come in, they're motivated to learn and they're excited about their job. And so even if that same employee could go to another shop and end up being okay, I think that we're able to take people here and turn them into something great. Really been lucky in a lot of the guys that have uh, hopped on board. It's mainly the atmosphere that we've been able to create here and being able to generate a very qualified crew. And that's on the that's obviously just on the on the installation and operations side. And I gotta give it to Rob who's head of uh, sales and marketing. We've got a really strong sales force and I don't think any of the guys have come out of a traditional selling background. Once again, as people that are passionate about a product, willing to learn the ins and outs of it and going out, out and selling it because they want to see more solar on the roof, not necessarily because they want to burn through clients and get as much commission as possible. In both cases, I think our industry leads ourselves, lends ourselves to attracting quality people just because just the notion of solar in general is um, is something that a lot of good people can stand behind. So we haven't had that that problem. And if any if any of your uh, your your listeners or readers are having that problem, come to give us a ring. You know, we can start shooting them over some of the resumes we're getting. The people that want to jump in. So what is the regulatory situation in Louisiana? Does the state government support the solar industry adequately, and in what ways does it do that? The state of Louisiana, back in 2008, passed a solar tax credit, like I said before, where 50% of the cost of the, uh, the system that is installed. Overall, I believe, on the other side of things, the public service commissioners, we do have a regulated uh, electricity market here. There's five public service commissioners. I believe the majority of them support solar. You can see the uh, advantages in it. And so we're lucky to, to be in an environment that's very solar-friendly. I know there's definitely other states, uh, states that are very close to us, that uh, 
don't have those same luxuries that we in Louisiana that we have. And I think that the uh, the support from the public service commissioners is probably one of the, uh, the bigger things because there are projects that uh, simply wouldn't get through in other uh, in other states, and here we're able to progress and have a very uh, healthy industry, and also we have a very stable grid because of that. So what's the thing you enjoy most about being in the solar industry? Well, I think just because it's a, it's a new industry, there's something about that that's exciting. Even though the first solar panel, you know, you can look at it going back in the 50s, so it's not necessarily a new technology, but the industry itself on the uh, integrator side of things certainly is. And uh, I think that what we're doing is exciting because there aren't any businesses that, uh, you know, you can look back 10 years uh, that are doing what we're doing. So we face challenges uh, in the solar industry that other industries do not. We're very cyclical, we're very technically oriented. If you just look at the guys that we have installing these uh, these systems, they are basically carpenters slash roofers slash electricians. And to find those, those people with those skills, you know, you're not going to be able to find someone who has uh, all three uh, areas of expertise, but to be able to find people that are, are just able to fit into that, that solar installer mold and watch them grow and learn. And really everybody on our team to, to see how they're growing and learning in this new field, I think, is extremely exciting. And I think any industry, if you were to describe it in those terms, people would think it was exciting. For me, I'd have to say it's surprising customers. First, just kind of going above and beyond what they're typically used to when they do home improvement, showing up exactly when you said you're going to, tell them that it's going to take four days finishing it in three and a half, and, uh, and just doing all the little things that makes the overall process as enjoyable as possible. And then, of course, the ultimate surprise is having them see their meter run backwards the first time when we uh, crank the system on. That's always an enjoyable experience, and we're collecting quite a few videos because that's when it really when it really feels real. What do you enjoy least about being in the solar industry? I think that it'd be tough to find something that I that I don't like, but that was my feeling for a while. And then you know, the first time you uh, you step out on a roof in the hot summer down here in Louisiana, and you're Shoe sole melts off. It's uh, there is one thing that uh, will shoot to the top of that list, and uh, it's just the fact that you're working on a roof in the middle of the summer and it's hot. And you know, if you can do it, find a way to do it in a, you know, at night. Of course, that doesn't work. But anyway, that's uh, probably the only thing that isn't that much fun. Yeah, I'd have to say, kind of navigating the local rules, regulation, and also the limitations and quirks that different utilities have. We've got to keep a pretty extensive spreadsheet just to be able to track, you know, the difference between, you know, one permit office uh, and the next one, and then also between each utility. Our headaches and glitches in our system are typically beyond our control, and it involves, you know, a permit office being slow to issue a permit, a utility being slow to come out and put up a net meter. And so we've kind of got to dedicate a lot of time to making sure that runs smoothly. But to all those guys' credit, they are constantly getting better and adapting as the solar industry grows. And I think they're going to keep it up, and hopefully these uh, these hiccups will be minimized as we move forward.
Would a national standard help? I, I imagine it's very hard to work in three different states. Well, and, and you have other states that you said that you're licensed in. It's That's going to be very confusing. Would a national standard help you? A national standard would be amazing, but I don't know if I'm just so jaded or, or become a skeptic. I know, I guess, Solar Tech is, is, is an industry group that we're a part of. I really like, uh, you know, how Doug runs that organization and what they're shooting for in terms of having some, some standards, and, and they've gotten pretty far on a few things, but I just see it as, as so, as such a difficult thing to do politically. And so I think where it starts, the standard starts, is on the trade level. And just making sure inspectors uh, and installers and permit issuers know the difference between quality work and shabby work, that's going to be the first thing. And the more quality work we see out there, the less issues everybody's going to have. And so you can't undermine training and education for the design and installation side because I think that's going to get us closer to having things go streamlined because Everybody out there who's responsible for making sure it goes in, it looks pretty, it works, and it's safe will say, hey, this group of tradespeople, they know their stuff. They've got their own standards. They self-police. That's where I see us being able to actually do something. And, man, guys like you and everybody else that's fighting for a, a national standard, good luck to you. I'm going to support you, but I think you got enough much slave with virtual right now. So whose responsibility is it? You were talking about the inspectors and all of the different organizations that control your plans of installation in the different states. Whose job is it to educate those people about what is good work and what isn't? You know, as, as we scaled up and, and we were pulling permits on a daily basis and getting inspections done on a daily basis, we've had somebody from the field who was technically knowledgeable but also really personable, be there to handle those things. So be there for the inspection, walk it with the inspector, uh, show them, you know, the difference, the jewel difference, what's good, what's bad. We had another one of our installers, Corey Shalansky, just had something published in Home Power Magazine because we were working on a roof and three doors down we saw another system. We, we put, took a look at it and we saw there was zero wire management and it was just rubbing those wires, rubbing chafing on the roof. And obviously that's an issue if asphalt shingle rubs off enough insulation on that wire. You know, just kind of taking a picture of that and, and shooting it out into the ether, letting people know that, hey, this, this isn't safe. Here's why it's not safe and here's what you should do. So, you know, we kind of take it upon ourselves to teach people when we can and We've got a reputation that allows us to more quickly kind of move through the system because the guys who are responsible for their different jurisdictions know when it's got the jewel sticker on it or the jewel name on it that people installing it behind the company care. So we've seen it help in our business. It's, it's worth the extra kind of cost and time because it's helped us just as a new industry get in good with uh, the old guard. Robert, you have the kings of the solar industry for a day. What's the one thing you would change about it? What worries me about solar is the natural gas boom and how it's just going to continue to keep energy prices relatively low, I think. I would want people to price in the true cost of, of those fuels so that solar could be compared on a uh, level playing field. Yeah, to that, I, I would say that if I, if I had one, one thing I could do, I would... Fast forward in that one day, I would fast forward to 
now when natural gas eventually starts to climb back up and renewables have a, uh, a more competitive stance also at that point in time. It's going to be a lot less expensive to, uh, to put something in. And I think that if you were to strip away all uh, incentives for all energy, what you would see is that solar is today uh, competitive. It's just how do you, uh, you know, when you're talking about the competitiveness, when you look at the amount of electricity that a system will produce over the next 25 to 30 years, and you look at what you're going to spend on that, it's extremely cheap. Unfortunately, people look at more near-term numbers. And so I think that once we... I guess actually what I'm saying is there's about three things I would change, but since I'm king, I guess I get to uh, to change three things, right? Right, sure. (laughs) Well, we'll give you the three things. So what's the most important piece of technical advice that you would offer your peers? Don't skip on training and safety. If you're an electrical contractor that wants to dip into solar, realize that you're going to have to have a completely new breed of person doing that work. There are similarities, but you cannot rest wholly on your past experience as an electrical contractor or as a mechanical contractor because this is its own trade and it presents its own technical expertise as well as its own safety issues. It's worth the upfront investment for training and safety. Um, that's, that's what I would tell peers. So what's the most important business lesson that you've learned since you've been in the industry? One of the biggest business lessons that we've learned is just not trying to give in to the competition when, you know, you're faced with, you know, a number of competitors that aren't necessarily focusing on quality and uh, are quick to, to jump to lower the prices. That temptation is always there, uh, and really this transcends just the solar industry, but uh, what we've learned over time is that sticking to our practices and delivering a quality product is worth way more than any premium it may uh, it may cost us to deliver that product. So at the end of the day, we now have a uh, you know a reputation for quality, and uh, it's allowed us to become an industry leader in this part of the uh, the country. So if people want to find out more about Jewel Energy, where would they find that information? You can find us on our website at www jewel-energy.com, J-O-U-L-E hyphen energy, E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. Thanks, guys. Frank, thank you. Thanks, Frank. This has been the inaugural edition of Contractors Corner, a brand new Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractors Corner column in the back of our print magazine and is also featured on our website. So make sure you look for our featured solar contractors in our August-September issue, which will have bonus distribution at Solar Power International in Orlando in September. Thanks to Robert Schmidt and Ross Riley, two of the founders of Jewel Energy in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Stay sunny.